Welcome to the All Digital AM Podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on the All Digital AM YouTube channel. Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is Adam Penner. We are here today to continue the conversation in 3D printing and additive manufacturing, and I'm very happy to have the guest I have today with me, a fellow podcaster, but also a uh, a large part of the community with building uh, new things up there in Chicago. So happy to have Mike Vasquez with us today. Mike, welcome. Thank you so much, Adam. Great to be on. Yeah. Wow. I guess, uh, again, I wanted to thank you for being on your podcast back at the end of uh, 2020. And, um, you know, I know we've, we've kept in contact uh, since before that and after that. And uh, we also attended a mug together. So it was great to meet you in person after all of this uh, virtual stuff. But um, definitely glad to have you here today as a guest. For sure. There's no uh, no substitute for in-person communication these days, but this will suffice. And I think it's been for, for me and hopefully for you as well, just been good to, to connect with a lot of people virtually if, at the very least with, with the conversations. Yeah, it, it has. It has. And we could talk about a little bit more about our podcast and how things have been going. But uh, there's been some great uh, news uh, lately. And also at AMUG, you were able to have a booth there. And I know that you had uh, the Trace software that, uh, that you've been working on for a long time. And in general, you have Three Degrees, which is, is your consulting uh, company there, and you're, you're based in Chicago. And so you've been working on a lot of things in this community. And I know it's a lot to do with developing software, developing processes for what's been going on and kind of uh, holding on to all the data that goes along with that whole process, because there's a lot of it. There's a lot that gets lost in it. So talk a little about Three Degrees and, and what you actually offer. Sure. So Three Degrees was a company I started about nine years ago now. Uh, yeah. seems like a, a long time, but... Um, so I'm a materials engineer by background and, and that's how I got started in the 3D printing world. So first when yeah. I was at MIT doing some research projects with New Balance and looking at, Hey, is this technology scalable for footwear? And then kind of got to realize that there's a lot of interesting challenges back then. And, and certainly they persist today around both materials development as well as kind of just people problems and like, how do you make a manufacturing technology like 3D printing work for um, different organizations. And so I actually ended up doing a PhD in the UK at this university called Loughborough, which at the time was probably on the forefront, if not the leader in 3D printing manufacturing education. I mean, they had multiple metals machines, binder jet, laser sintering, certainly, and is also kind of where the, the MJF high-speed sintering systems all came to be. I mean, that was uh, my advisor, Neil Hopkinson, was... was uh, uh, responsible for a lot of that work. And, and so got a real kind of in-depth um, look at the 3D printing industry, not only from the research side, but my project was with Burton Snowboards and, and helping yep. that group develop some some technology there. And, and so kind of getting to, to how 3D Degrees started, um, I was wrapping up my kind of PhD. Uh, the funny thing is like it, you would think like, hey, like you got this expertise in 3D printing, like it'd be easy to get a job. Yeah. Um, not for me, it wasn't the case. I, I think what, what I can look, look back on is one of these things that for, for me personally, I was looking for something beyond just doing materials research and kind of grow in other areas that I wasn't strong at in terms of communication, sales, understanding how businesses work and timing and, and all that. And, um, some of the jobs that were out there weren't just, uh, more kind of extensions of, of lab research. And, and so that's not what I wanted to do. Um, and I kind of struggled finding a in-house job and I happened to kind of get invited to do a talk at this conference. And 
we kind of gave a talk and a few companies came after me up to me afterwards. Like, Hey, like, would you help our company figure out 3d printing our material strategy? And I was like, yeah, I can do that. I mean, I said yes, because uh, why not? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Jump in full force. And, and, uh, and that was how three degrees started. And, and so essentially three degrees is a consulting company. Um, we kind of help companies, kind of develop winning strategies for added manufacturing through materials expertise and practical insights. And so over the last nine years, we've worked with about 60 companies um, around the world to do a variety of things from kind of helping kind of deliver value from 3d printing, identify where it makes sense, where it doesn't make sense. And then kind of a big focus of ours is, is helping qualify the process and and getting it to a a stage that it's, it's ready for, for show. And so we've got a small team up here. It's myself and a few others scattered uh, across, across the country. And uh, yeah, we kind of do consulting and a variety of, of different areas and industries. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's it's much needed. And I know you're involved in some great projects there. We've talked a lot about that in the last year. And and uh, it's all kind of boiled down to what you've been developing part of it with the Trace AM software. And I saw a bit of that at the show. And of course, we've been talking about it for a while. But uh, talk about what's been, been developing with the Trace AM and, and what that actually uh, can do for us. Sure. So this also kind of came about through the consulting. One of the things that I'm fortunate in, in having the opportunity to do is talk to a lot of uh, of companies and see inside and kind of what's working, what's not working. And we were setting up a lot of kind of production facilities. And one of the things we observed was that like there's a whole, and you probably being on formerly in kind of the, the sales of machines kind of saw this as well, is that the there's all this excitement about the hardware of the, and like getting a machine in like, Hey, someone just slapped down $750,000, a million, $2 million, $3 million on a machine and infrastructure around that. And that's awesome. You can bring your VIPs in for a half hour. You can show them the machine working. That's great. Like, but then kind of once (laughs) lights go off and it's just the, the engineers operators there, the data organization usually isn't that strong, especially in terms of just communicating, how how should we have our operating procedures set out? How do we manage our materials information? How do we, where do we put our test data? And so um, that was a real problem for the companies we were talking to. And I wanted to see if that was a bigger problem. And so I interviewed about 80 companies around yeah. the world and, and kind of got some insights there and realized that the number one software in the 3D printing industry was Excel. And mm-hmm. it still is, <laughs> and it will be for a while because it's, it's easy, it's cheap. Um, and yeah, it, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't do everything you want, but someone can point to like, Hey, where is your 3d printing data? It's here. So you can answer that question. And so what I wanted to do was see if we could develop something a little bit different from the mindset of, of how does the 3d printing workflow actually go in a in a production environment and also that R&D environment where you're developing a lot of test coupons and 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 data to validate your process and uh, and that's where trace was born so it's trace is a software tool um, that is kind of a materials database and process database that allows you to kind of take whatever process you're using whatever whether it's laser powder bed or FDM or um, high speed sintering or MJF and kind of we've developed these templates so that at step one at the design page, here's what you need to document at your materials phase. If you're doing a powder, here's what we need to document and, and so on. And so that 
operators can follow a work plan and, and upload their data or connect their data to, to this platform. And then engineers, designers can use that repository to, to track quality or to make better insights on, on how they might be proceeding with, with their process as well as just kind of communicate that information kind of more broadly within an organization and say, someone's new to the technology, like what materials are available? What are your properties? And so rather than just pointing to uh, a data sheet that may or may Excel not spreadsheet. be <laughs> yeah, an Excel spreadsheet or just a, a data sheet from a vendor that has generic data, you can get real life information. And I think that's kind of what's been missing in, in the industry. And, and so um, we've launched that um, and it's, it's out in the, the world kind of slowly getting, getting used by, a variety of, uh, of users and, and a lot of different spaces and, and we're continuing to build that out. So um, it's, it's an exciting kind of expansion for us on going from just consulting to kind of now having a software tool that um, is both for end users as well as um, the broader AM community. Yeah, no, that that's exciting because I know, uh, you know, from from my past and from working with it, it's 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 all over the place, you know, and being able to the, the name is appropriate because being able to trace where this comes from, where the data comes from, what's happened in each part of those steps with the materials, with the people, with the processes. Uh, yeah, that's obviously a very important part of things. Now, uh, I only got a question on that as far as like, you know, people talk about, especially in aerospace and medical, you know, your qualifications and your certification process. And I'm sure obviously these things tie into that and help those processes. So you talk a bit about that and how you're actually bolstering or helping the side of the qualifications and certifications that are out there. Sure. So one of the things we did early on when we we're looking at the kind of the, the templates that we have and kind of the workflow kind of organization was really engage with a lot of different standards making organizations, whether that's NIST or ASTM, um, the FAA, America makes and kind of looking at all the literature that's out there because there's a lot. Yep. Um, so kind of that PhD came in handy when you're looking at <laughs> these yeah. documents that you could, could certainly uh, um, your eyes glaze over after a little bit. And I probably read more standards than I care to admit to, yeah. um, but there's a lot of good stuff out there. And so we tried to compile that in, in a way that is a balance, right? So like there's certain standards for certain industries, like you have to follow it to the T dot your eyes, kind of cross everything off. Um, but like everyone needs a starting point to, to manage that information. And so what we do with kind of the qualification side of things is, is we're able to tell the whole story of the part. So there's a lot of different variables that you know, that can impact your ultimate part, how you design it, how you orientate the build and or the parts within the build, where do you put it on the build plate in, or in the, the, the area of the, the printer, how you track your materials. Is it used? Is it unused or virgin material? What are your properties of your materials? What did you measure? Certainly your process information, like we're actually connected to, to some printers like the Renishaw ecosystem. So we're reading data from about 23 different sensors within that machine and can pull that and connect it to the materials data plus nice. data at the end. And so you have a full end-to-end story of how a every part in the build and and what kind of ultimately happened after post-processing and, and what you can deliver to the customer or to kind of your internal team to say, here's what we expect on, on our machine or on our machines or systems. And so kind of the value that we create is it's easy to use, which try, try to be low cost, certainly kind of 
not as cheap as Excel, but not that far off. Um, and as well as just being able to deliver that end-end story so that now someone can go back and say, okay, well, what did my parts look like in April? Like I'm starting to see some changes in mechanical properties. All of a sudden, like we're a little low, like the machine's not running as well. Kind of go back and say, okay, like we, that's when we change powder lots because it's tracked in there. And you can say, okay, do we need to, to interrogate that a little bit more? Does that kind of go all the way to a recall, like for a specific customer? In that case, it's, that's really expensive and you don't know you have spent a lot of time to identify what the problem is or does trace allow you then to to just say okay we can identify which batch of material which parts were off we can test some of those remaining coupons and and say okay we just need to um kind of identify those with the customer and and remedy those specific items so in in hopes that we kind of trace that information down three, four, kind of five levels so that people have that insight and, and security with, with what they're doing in, in terms of processing. No, it, it makes sense. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of people have referred to the smoke and mirrors or the black magic uh, behind what happens with uh, additive and 3D printing. And, uh, you know, you need a lot of specialized talent. And it seems like you got to recreate the wheel every time you're going into it. You know, that's been the history, you know, of how we've we've dealt with special different applications. It's almost like you're starting from scratch every time. And that's uh, that really holds up where we need to go moving forward. You know, it, it, it's important to have that uh, traceability. Trace AM, again, wonderful name for the software. And <laughs> And um, you did bring up America Makes in there also. And I know that you were uh, recently given a grant from America Makes to work with that whole uh, organization and, and kind of use what they have and, and be able to uh, showcase the software inside of what, what uh, their programs offer. So talk a little bit about that relationship. Yeah, so that's a really exciting project that we're working on right now. And so one of the, and kind of an extension and evolution of what Traces is doing now, especially kind of coming up with Rapid. We'll have some more announcements along this awesome. line, these lines. But um, and so for those of in the audience who don't know, America Makes is a kind of a consortium of added manufacturing kind of players, users, companies, educational institutes, um, all focused around 3D printing. It's based in Youngstown, Ohio, primarily funded by the DoD and Air Force Research Lab and, and defense, others. Yep. And um, they have been around for I think five, six, maybe even longer years, close to 10 now. Um, And their, their aim is, is to kind of help American manufacturers adopt, use leverage 3d printing where it makes sense. And they've seeded a number of, of projects on the research side to, to test materials or test new processes or develop educational curriculum. And of those 60 projects, most of them have kind of data associated with them and they do a final report. There's some testing on these materials and parts. And what they've done previously is they've had this um, kind of platform for members called the digital storefront where you can yep. kind of log in. You can, it's like a Microsoft teams. If anyone's seen that or kind of like a SharePoint kind of database. Yep. Um, but it's, a bit tricky to use, um, especially like there's 60 projects in there now and like trying to find kind of which projects did which test builds on X material is, is very difficult. So if I wanted to say, kind of show me the, the, the projects that used nylon 11 with a EOS machine or a 3d systems machine, you'd have to do some brute force looking for that because the other challenge is that all the data and final projects was uploaded in, PDFs or PowerPoints or Microsoft Word documents or Excel. Yep. And so 
what we're doing and, and what we're kind of funded to do is, is use trace to make a materials database, to take in all of those project data, data sets and organize them in a way that it's very easy to search and you yeah. can quickly pull up, Hey, show me the last or all the aluminum builds that were done through American makes projects. And then, um, which of those were qualified to a point where you had tensile data or a basis or B basis data sets that you can say, okay, now I, as a member, like I already have this data set is qualified in this materials. If I know from a, an operator perspective, I don't have to go and repeat all that information, mm-hmm. or yep. all that testing. And so, um, so we're doing that in collaboration with uh, several other members and in, in the American mix community, getting feedback from members and, and the working groups to try and make a database that is, um, kind of valuable so that kind of both historically looking that you have all this data to, to organize, but um, any future projects, hopefully the aim is to kind of as members do future projects, they can upload it into trace and you can have that um, repository where it's quickly searchable and, and as 3d printing continues to grow and America makes hopefully continues to, to grow that, that data becomes more valuable to, to companies adopting it and, and adds more value to the, the broader membership. No, it does. And, and that's, again, uh, the, the bottom line is, uh, you know, getting rid of that, uh, those smoke and mirrors, the, uh, you know, the, the black box kind of like you don't know what's actually going on, uh, being able to trace all those, all those different uh, processes and then be able to refer to them, report against it, all that good stuff that's needed to actually push it forward. Yeah. Uh, and just having some of the, the same language or the yep. same form that you fill out right <laughs> that's that's at the at the simplest that's what we're doing like we're we have a, a google forms type of kept a setup where like hey it's prescribed of what you input but that makes it powerful in the sense that it's simple to communicate and both to to receive that information and to upload it as well yeah, I like the the, the software's um, graphical user interface, uh, even in its early form right now. It reminds me a lot of, you know, the simple uh, CRM packages out there, you know, customer relationship management, where you can see the steps at the top that you're supposed to take. And you know, you know, what's next. You could refer to where you've been. You can go and find out what you need to fill out because it hasn't been done. You can see all that at the very top. I saw that as a, a very good uh, a visual of kind of where you need to go and where you've been. So, uh, you know, kudos on that because uh, it's making it more transparent. And I think that's the whole point of this project, it sounds like, is to make all that information more transparent where you could really refer to it very easily and, and grab a hold of it and not be so confused by all the Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> so, right. yeah, man, that's that's really cool. So, congratulations on that, and looking forward to seeing a lot more of the Trace AM software out there. Um, yeah, so we've both been podcasting now, and I know you had podcast before this uh, Three Degrees podcast, but it's been through the pandemic that we've been doing this uh, for over a year now, and um, you know, so how's that, how's that been for you? Is it it's it's been a, a wild time, a lot of great conversations, but you know, a lot of emotions people have been through through the last year, so. Uh, you know, I just wanted to bring that up is, uh, you know, I really enjoyed watching and listening to your podcast. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of, uh, again, taken away a lot of the, the smoke and mirrors out there and, and brought a lot of great information to light. So what were some of your highlights of, of the last year and, and what are some of the things that you've gained from podcasting over this year? Yeah, it's really been an opportunity to 
to keep engaged with the community and, and continue conversations that you would have had kind of in person and, and get a little bit deeper. So yeah. the aim of, I didn't really know where it was going to go early on and kind of how many times I do it or kind of what the focus would be. And, um, the main thing that I knew kind of going in was kind of going back to this, this opportunity that I've had to see inside a lot of different cool facilities and see people that have awesome jobs and career paths and stories and, and just how interesting manufacturing is. I thought it'd be like kind of a nice platform to, to share those stories. And, and so that's kind of how, how it started for me. And, and I love hearing kind of people's career stories and kind of where do you get your inspiration for going into engineering or sales or how do you end up at Boeing or how do you end up at EOS or wherever it may be? I think those stories are really interesting to me because it gives some context to where the industry is at the moment. And and that's something sometimes you, you don't always get from just having kind of a Google alert for 3d printing in your inbox every day. Right. <laughs> like you, you see like the highlights and you see kind of the work that is good to showcase, but like, I like to get down and dig a little bit deeper in terms of like, how do you get there? Or like, how did this partnership or collaboration happen? Or how did, how did you guys get your first printer in house? I mean, those are some of like some of the highlights if like specifically, like I really enjoyed talking to some of the small and medium sized manufacturers and, and service bureaus out there that like had to scratch and claw and are continuing wow. to yeah. kind of go and, and kind of pay, like shovel the road to, or make a road to, to get their first printer in, find customers and um, kind of get the funding and, and, and backing to, to grow it within a, an organization. So we've, we've had a lot of um, kind of companies like that on, on the show to, to hear their stories and and they're all of them to a T are doing really innovative stuff and, and, and taking that risk. So I think the been fortunate to have a kind of a mix of big companies, small companies, entrepreneurs, and people have been in the industry for 30 years and some that have been, are just starting their career. So yep. just a lot of different conversations. Yeah. Smattering of all, all the different uh, aspects of uh, people and companies and projects and, and, uh, parts of the world and then the whole nine yards it's been a it's been a blessing to actually have uh, the ability to talk to those people and and um also during the you know the pandemic it was uh, you know we're all on lockdown for a long time and and uh it just made sense that there's so many you know amazing stories out there and amazing people with with backgrounds that you think that um you know from outside you're like oh they're just uh, they, they were always doing that or that's you know that was just easy for them and when you get to sit down and, and hear the stories, it makes it real. You know, there's people going through things and how they got there is sometimes surprising. You know, um, there's so many different stories. And we're talking about this at AMUG. You know, you or I could sit down with the same person, even back to back, and we're both going to get a different story that that's really incredible. So um, I just love the the uh, the aspect of being able to hear that and uh, facilitate a, a space where people could talk a little bit more about what's been going on in their lives, especially during the pandemic, but also looking forward to carrying that, carrying that on because there's a lot of great stories and it never ends. Our, our industry is exciting. You know, uh, it is for us nerds, actually, <laughs> 3D printing nerds. It's just, um, you know, there's just, 
there's so many new things in the way that the machines build, you know, that's, that's the, uh, that's the, the part of it that, you know, is different for the technologies out there, but, uh, there's different peoples from the makers out there to the, uh, the production systems. Uh, there's so many great stories and they all tie together with creativity and, and, uh, manufacturing ability and, and taking the different sides of industries and integrating them into our additive manufacturing world. It's all part of the advanced manufacturing, uh, setup we're all looking forward to. To. I mean, everything's being pushing forward into this uh, digital world. And we know 3D printing is a big part of that, especially with what's happened with, uh, you know, the PPE and all the, the big stories that popped up during uh, the beginning of the pandemic that affected the supply chain that really, you know, shined a light on what we could do in 3D printing and why it is so valuable at any time for risk mitigation inside of companies. So uh, really good to, to see that light shined on our industry and also being able to facilitate some of those stories. I, I didn't plan on it either. You know, it, it just kind of happened, especially for me. I was just talking to somebody on Zoom and it ended up getting published. And the next thing I know, I got calls of people that wanted to be on. And I was like, be on what? <laughs> you know, and uh, I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing a podcast now. Okay, this is great. Um, but no, it's it, it like I said, it's it's been a blessing because I, I I didn't plan it myself, but at the same time, there's so many great things to listen and hear about and talking to you today and learning more about what you've been doing. And I know there's a lot of great stuff happening there in Chicago. You've been working on putting some things together locally. So talk about what's been going on if you can, some of the plans you've had for what's going on in Chicago and and building that infrastructure there. Sure. So it all probably stems back again to sound like a broken record of kind of the, I'm fascinated by manufacturing and kind of the, the ability to put something together and kind of build something from nothing. I think that's a, a strong value, strong American value, kind of what the kind of country in many of these cities have have been built on. And and Chicago is no exception to that. Yeah. And like any of the countries or or any of the cities around the country that have experienced the last kind of 18 months, year with, with the pandemic and such is there's a lot of changes. Um, my kids are, I'm at home. My kids are here. Like some of the schools have been shut down. There's yeah. jobs have, have changed. And, uh, and I think some, some of that um, has benefited manufacturing in some, some sense that there's a lot of, a lot of, demand for toilet paper and all these different <laughs> things that yes. you need to make. But um toilet paper craze but, was wild. But kind of what what I wanted to do, kind of just reflecting over kind of the eight or nine years of doing kind of my work, I've had the opportunity to go into a lot of these white nondescript uh, windowless buildings on the side of the highway mm-hmm. that are doing a lot of cool manufacturing and with 3D printing, even without 3D printing. And I think it's such a growth opportunity for careers that I'd like to certainly help kind of that next generation of, of people th- at least evaluate and, and think about 3D printing or just general manufacturing, kind of building things um, in a bit more context. So then that fits in the podcast, but then with, with Chicago, um, I've been kind of looking at how can I help in, in certainly some of the the neighborhoods and in, in kind of the inner city that um, face more, even more challenges in terms of opportunity and jobs and, and things. And so um, this summer we'll be kind of doing a pilot summer Institute focused on partners with partnering with a community organization called West side forward that kind of serves the West side of Chicago, South and West side um, uh, to kind of, 
help bring job skills and training to um, kind of the the local community there. And and usually the target kind of demographic is kind of 21 plus. So people that kind of beyond high school may not, may or may not have finished high school, may may not have gone to college. So kind of just in um, kind of job transition um, spots in their life. And we're going to do a 10 person cohort. We're going to bring some of the nice. content from America makes into a month long program um, where they get kind of exposed to kind of the basics of 3d printing and some of the, the career opportunities that way. Each student will be paired with a mentor um, from industry, um, from major companies, so they can kind of build their own network, start to build a network. Because I think, like like you know, in, in this industry, it's, it, it is about what you know, but just as much who you know, because it's still so small. So we're trying to kind of build people's network and and help also to, to practice those engagements and 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 conversations that some folks would would take for granted, just because it's not um, not something you do every day. And then kind of the third piece is we're going to be doing hands-on hands-on and in-person tours around the city to and kind of greater Chicago area to show kind of what does manufacturing look like. So we'll be going to places like Renishaw and awesome. um, uh, this organization called um, M-Hub that has a bunch of 3D printers. Nice. And so the idea is really to kind of one of the challenges that, that we've seen in kind of researching kind of this this specifically for for kind of the Chicago area is that um, manufacturing has got a perception problem. Um, one is that we've, it's still kind of perceived at the basic level as kind of a, a dirty repetitive job. All right. Like why would I want to go work there when I can go to Amazon or one of these kind of facilities that are, uh, are popping up around the country. The, the second piece is, there's kind of two facets to it. We've disinvested in, in manufacturing over the last kind of 30 years, as everyone mm-hmm. knows. I mean, it's starting to come back and there's real kind of money, hopefully kind of being thrown at that issue to kind of de-risk some of the supply chain issues that, that we saw over the last year. Um, but the other piece of it is like, um, and, and I'm probably guilty of this and, and some of the others just generally talking about manufacturing is, we we hark on this idea of automation and uh, robotics and AI, and so if I'm kind of thinking of career paths, like why would I want to go into a field that everyone's saying my job is just going to be replaced in three four years with AI ah. and and automation, and so like that doesn't incentivize me. And so the the aim of this course, which is it's it's kind of intro to 3D printing careers or ad manufacturing careers, is, is to kind of show what types of jobs are in and around the manufacturing space, 3D printing space. So kind of not only operators, but some of the folks that repair machines for um, yeah. these systems, as as well as inspection and kind of metrology type of of work that has applications beyond just 3d printing. So um, it's going to be a pilot. Hopefully there's some momentum around Chicago to, to bring this together and engage with, with the community and, and we'll be uh, seeing how it goes. 
<laughs> no, I mean, it's, it, that's why I was asking about it. I know you've been working out for a while and it's a, it's a reality coming together right now. So congratulations on that. That's a very important work. And then, like you said, the next generation, uh, being able to tie them into what's going on. It's, it's important. Obviously, um, you know, we've, we've, uh, established our careers and then to look back and to see, uh, you know, that next generation that's coming up. There's so much that, uh, possible that we don't, we don't, can't even fathom right now that they're going to bring to the community. So, uh, I spent a lot of time doing that also. I even spend uh, time on the, that clubhouse app where we actually talk to a lot of the, uh, the next generation. A lot of there's high schoolers and college students on there all the time. And, uh, wow, they're, they're not, um, they're not where I was in high school. Like I didn't have all this stuff. Uh, you know, the furthest I got was the CAD, you know, CAD was coming into the world and into the schools at that time. And now, you know, they're, they're already, they've had a printer in their classroom since day one and, uh, they're developing different machines in high school. And it's like, wow, uh, it's really amazing to see what's happening, uh, with the next generation and what they could do and, and bring to it. But it also is, you know, establishing that network, being, making sure that uh, they don't get lost in the weeds and go to some other part of manufacturing, you know, um, like to keep them on the team. So, uh, it's, it's great to, to see that you're doing that in Chicago and such a, a beautiful city, uh, one of the heartbeats of America there in Chicago. So, uh, a lot of great things happening uh, with additive there. And it's, it's wonderful to have you there, obviously doing what you're doing. So kudos to doing that. And uh, just uh, thanks in general, because I'd love to see that stuff happening. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Well, Hey, you know, it's been wonderful having you on the show finally, and uh, look forward to doing more with you. I know uh, everyone who wants to, you can check out the three degrees podcast and there's a lot of uh, great information. You're almost up to 50 episodes, right? Probably by this time, uh, this is out, you'll have 50 episodes out. So congratulations on that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, again, uh, Mike Vasquez, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the All Digital Additive Manufacturing Podcast. If you would like to help support and build our community, take action and press follow, subscribe, comment below, or please leave a review. And don't forget to share. Thanks for continuing the conversation. This is Adam Penner signing off. See you soon.